Welcome to the Lower Room Discourse, where we talk about the Bible in fun and interesting ways. As always, I got Caleb and Tad with me, and we've been compiling a scoreboard for our uh, gold, silvers, and bronzes, and so we're going to be keeping track of that. As If you're listening to this, keep sending us good ideas, keep sending us things you want us to uh, debate and talk about. The topic for this one is, what plot line, you know, could be several chapters, could be a book, whatever, however you want to channel this, what plot line makes for the best 10-part Netflix series? So... You know, Netflix always run in these series. They, I think they do it off algorithms. So if everybody watched this, we'll need to make something like that. And they release a 10-part series on it. These things get binged. Everybody watches them. And so, you know, HBO's got theirs and Netflix has theirs and Hulu's got theirs. So you can you can ask whatever you want. But which, which plot line makes for that, just that best show that everybody would be watching? And I guess before we, before we ask from the Bible, what makes those shows like, why are they better than movies? Like, what they're not, they're not necessarily better than movies. But why are they making so many of these, like, 10-part miniseries things? Like, what do you think the draw is? I think it's you get more time to tell a story than just a three-hour movie. Two and a half, really, is what most movies max out at. And so you've got more space to tell a story. You can tell it well. And I think it's the repetitive cliffhanger effect. That yep. Every end of an episode, you leave people on the edge of their seat. You throw in that little twist curveball at the end, and it keeps people hooked, and they want to binge. Yeah, the the cliffhanger I think is the reason people stick around. I can tell you my biggest annoyance with these miniseries is the perpetuating problems. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I hate the series that just constantly has another problem at the end of the episode to try and create that cliffhanger. That's how Mandalorian is to me. Like Mandalorian mm-hmm. was really good the first season, and I was like, man, okay, but they were giving you just enough, and then it was like by the time the second season, like. One more side thing. One more mm-hmm. side thing. Like I, I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. I just want to know what's going on. Just tell me the, the main. Point. Yeah, you yeah. don't have the main narrative driving it. Like it's, it yeah. feels like only little side quests, and you, yeah. you need like a primary objective. Yeah, I think it also enables because you have time. You can do lots of those like flashbacks, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm, I'm channeling. I'm going to channel flashbacks, flashbacks. instead of mine. You can tell backstory. Whereas in a movie, all that's got to get cut in two hours. You got to have compelling character development. Like you need to see a character grow and change and maybe even have, like, I feel like they always have a season where they're like the main character you actually don't like because they've kind of gone off the rails and they kind of suck and are given into their their worst vices. But then they have a redemptive arc. That's usually Mm. like a season two trope. Yeah, where they come back around. Yeah. 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 Did you, uh, give you a moment here, Ted, to, uh, to spontaneously give us your feedback. Did you like the Lord of the Rings? Oh, the Rings so of Power? Uh, yes, except for the entire Harfoot plot. If you yeah, take in, that I mean, entirely out... Uh, too slow, or you just didn't like that it, it was there? It's, uh, it's inconsistent. And you're not bought in on that at, at one all. moment, yeah. they're... At one moment, they, they leave people behind who are too slow, and then the next, they don't leave people behind because it's not who they are. And it's like... I need, he doesn't like their psychological... <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No, it's, it's poor writing. It's the only poorly written part of the whole thing. They they nailed it with the scenery. The music's phenomenal. What's little Harfoot girl's name again? Um, Nori. Nori. Yeah. Daniel would beg to differ that the rest is written perfectly. <laughs> He's reacting I, maybe very not perfectly. Strongly. I I actually I didn't like who I the Sauron reveal was. I liked it. Um, I, liked it. I really I did it. like it. Um, I I think it's significantly better than the whole Hobbit franchise. I'll say that much. Yeah, the Hobbits were bad, but you have to wait what another two years till yeah, it's going to be too long. The negative on that one is. I, I think they're they're doing way too much time, and it's like I need it's, more plot for I need what you to move right. this thing for along what they here. Right. Uh, they have to work with though is source material though. I think they're doing a decent job, and they've got enough free room for some interpretation 
stuff. You you talk about one plot. I actually I I know everybody liked Stranger Things. Maybe you guys didn't like you, you didn't can, watch can, it. Can we each do our favorite uh, TV series? I think Stranger Things is is what I got into it's so a bunch. Good. It's but so I think good. I like it is because there's one plot and they keep moving mm-hmm. forward with it. Mm-hmm. There's some side stories, but nothing's too distracted. And you just know where you're headed the whole time. And I love that they all converge together. Yes. Uh, at some Characters point, are great. developed. Storylines mm-hmm. moving forward. It's just got a good pace to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never saw it. It, it does crazy. get a little dark. This last, a little this dark last season, kind of gory. not a little dark, a, little, a very, very dark. gory. Yeah, it's kind I, of I, don't, I, don't I didn't like that it. as much. Um, well, as we do these, so we're going to look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what I've noticed on Netflix lately, especially, and I'm just generally Netflix here, is uh, you, they always have oh, like little sub like little three word to describe. It'll be like, um, it'll be like a comedic, um, sassy, and then dark or something like that. They all have these weird like adjectives to describe it. Have you literally seen sassy as a description? Yes, I saw a- sassy on one of the day. And on I, what? Great, it what was my nine-year-old daughter watching some show on Netflix. Um, so we'll have to, you have to give your plot line and then also give your kind of three word like as it shows mm. up on the screen gotcha um, and it suggests it what are the uh, what are the three words that are going to show up so um who wants to go first i i spent way too much time on one of mine i almost got it down to the episode um mm-hmm. so who wants to go first i was really deep diving on some of this stuff uh i, I can go first okay cam's going first uh my first one would be a mini series on the story of jacob leah and rachel okay that's great and so I think episode. What are your words for this? Uh, let me is let it, me decide is it, after. Is it light? Is it comedic? Or is it dark? And uh, let, let me explain okay, the episodes, explain? Okay, gotcha. and then I'll and then I'll come up with my words. Episode one would be the backstory of trickster Jacob. You know, he's stealing the birthright. He's running from Esau to his uncle Laban. That's kind of where it ends. As he's run away. Episode two is that he falls in love, but the trickster gets tricked, right. and all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's worked hard to marry. Rachel, but he ends up marrying Leah. Third episode is, you thought seven years was long? Try 14. And it's just another seven years of him working. It's this description of him, you know, the, the tension between Leah and Rachel's really beginning there. They see Jacob obviously has some favoritism towards Rachel, even though he hasn't married her yet. Episode four would be, oh boy, there's trouble on the homestead. Uh, because the the wives are fighting. There's favoritism that's definitely prevalent towards Rachel. There's a lot to work with in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's gone bad. Leah has kids. Sister wives type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Leah's got kids. Rachel wants them, can't. Rachel's Mm -hmm. the favorite. Uh, Episode five is return home and fight God. It's kind of this intense, there's a wrestle match. He's afraid to go see Esau. And then six is uh, loss of loved ones. And so it's kind of how the story's ending. There's some death that takes place. And then if you wanted to do a season two, you could just go full-blown into the lives of hmm. Jacob's kids. Well, you can't do that because that's one of mine. Sorry, yeah. well, that would yeah, be season two. One of mine two. would be season two, I guess, of this show. Let it be All known. Right, so, so, Garland's so right I, in season I will two. Say, I will say, the, the plot, yes. I think your order, see, I think you drop into uh, Genesis 32. He's out. It's night. He's wandering around the fight with God scene. I think you start Ooh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode one is that. How do you, you get back drop to this? the suspense of episode one? Then you backstory mm-hmm. to get all us the there, all the way back, and then you work us back to this moment. Okay, I yeah. So that was my episode five. Yeah, I think that's your. So, I think so, your so that should be number one. I think this and then you go the, back. The miniseries opens and it's nighttime, and mm. you got a guy out in the wilderness, <clears> and it's 
and you got what looks like an army across the way, and you, you got to figure out how do we get here. Imagine the trailer for this though. Because you've got this you wrestle scene. You've got yeah. the turmoil between the Pretty wives. Good. You've got this wandering, the stealing of the birthright. So you've got it as a bit of a... It's, a, it's a, drama. a drama, for okay. sure. Very much a drama. Well, then my uh, season two is not going to work. Maybe a little suspense. Yeah, because it doesn't become a comedy for, my, the, mine's a, mine's for a, the kids. Mine's go kind to, of a go mostly dramedy of the, the fam... Because the, I saw dramedy on there the other day. I was like, I, I mean, dramedy. I get it. I get the word dramedy, but I'm like, you just, you're making stuff up yeah. now at this point. Um, mine has some... Dramatic moments, obviously, when you talk about the story of Jacob. So your, yours is the story of Jacob and his, basically his wives. And then he has 12 children. He has some do- 12 sons. He has some daughters as well. Um, their family is a disaster, but I would want to tell it in like a, it's like got sitcom music coming in. It's a sitcom. And there's, so, there's applause <laughs> in the background yeah. that happens. So what makes <laughs> it a little dark in the is, is like their dad, Jacob, it, like he can't say anything because they're like, ah, you, you were, we know what you did back then. Yeah. So like, he doesn't have any control. You have the wives that are all fighting for control over the family, but it's all got to be done in like a dry comedic kind of tone it's, or a full blown comedy. Not Even dark the hard humor. stuff. No, not dark. Even the hard stuff. Um, I think you got to keep it in that vein. Now, the problem with my take on this for this, uh, 10 part series would be, I don't know how to work all of Joseph's, deep betrayal that he gets received from his brothers and all the terrible part of his story. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine at the end when Joseph looks at the brothers and he says, what, what you meant for evil, God meant for you're, good. You're skipping ahead. Are you when doing they, when they reconcile, Yeah, when they reconcile, imagine like sitcom. Have you been doing your answer this whole time? music <laughs> to that. Like it's kind of lighthearted and cheery. It's a comedy. <laughs> That's no? not a comedic <laughs> scene. That's not it's it's a drama. It's a full-blown redemption right The problem there. is so no, many of these stories lend themselves to drama. The brothers are like, oh man, what's this in our session? Oh, How'd that get in there? Jacob's like, watch this. We're gonna fool it. Like if everything had that tone, it would be a bad. It would be a bad. That's kind of funny. Yeah, but it's it's weird. Was that your answer? Yes, my answer. There's a lot. His answer that a sitcom about Jacob's twelve sons, a dramedy, a dramedy, and what's it called? My twelve sons. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Your title. But think about it. You could do all sorts of stuff with the with his wives and all the stuff going on there. He. you can do some flashback stuff for him back to season no, one. No, no, you're in getting into season one, which well, was my right, answer. That's, but part All right, of my so we've already heard. So, so Caleb's first answer was Jacob and the drama of his two wives, Leah and Rachel, a little bit and with his brother, returning home to his brother. Yeah. Your your answer is basically just a family dramedy about like the modern 12th. family. It's, like, the, okay. it's okay. the Brady Bunch. You got the blend, that actually is biblical. Kind of you have the blended family. That is biblical you have Brady all the Bunch. You want in a modern sitcom, but I would yeah. make it more. Dry because that's mo- kind of modern humor yeah. is more that versus like the you get one character who does the Jim Halpert stare at the camera yeah, every yeah, now yeah. and then yeah interview style it's actually kind of fun can you believe can you believe what she did <laughs> but I'm wishing I would have come up with an office style yeah kinda, that would have been, really that, that, that been a good one uh, I'm gonna pick it? up from where, yours then for my <laughs> first just, answer since we're all within mine's the, sassy. The, <laughs> the the sons of Jacob uh, mine would be Joseph but like his life but it would it's a drama. And it starts though you get the panning camera through the the jail cells in Egypt, and he's there, and then you you start to get like the flashbacks. Maybe him even kind of starting to tell his story to a cellmate, uh, and he it then flashes back to him as a child. He's on the farm. He's daddy's favorite. All of his brothers kind of hate him. Just as the tension builds a lot, but you got to show a scene where he does the right thing. Yeah, and the brother. So you're like. 
Yeah, so he's you a like him, you really like him, but he's yeah, kind of a, yeah. he's just kind of that younger brother turd. Yeah, and 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 just maybe even like you get a scene where where Jacob pulls him aside, he's like, hey, like you gotta you gotta stop this braggadocious stuff with your brothers. And then that night's when he has his dream about all of his brothers basically bowing down to him. He, he doesn't can't, know what he's supposed to do. He can't help yeah. himself. He tells. It starts to circle <laughs> around. You get the episode where then all the turmoil goes. He gets betrayed and sold into slavery to Egypt. He goes, has the, he finally gets out of prison. He's working for Potiphar. Uh, his wife tries to seduce him. And then he gets blamed again, thrown in prison. And then- Is it dark? Or is it? Yeah, I think drama. it's mostly a drama. It, it's it's a. I'd go full drama on this. It wouldn't be comedic. It would be. It'd be his. So it's a lot story. of like dark scenes, jail scenes. Yes, you it's know. a tough watch. It's a tough That'd be watch. A hard movie to get through. But then, or a hard, yeah, hard yeah. miniseries to but get through. But then you do get that beauty. The thing is, I think you're you're building up to this beautiful. I would. I think you could almost film it where it seems like he is just filled with resentment all his life at his brothers, even in the height of his power in Egypt. It still haunts him that he can't. He can't believe it. Almost like even one of the last, maybe second to last episode, you see all the people lined up during the famine to get their food. And at the back of the line are all of his brothers. And you know that they're going to be up there. You and get that's the, the reveal. closing scene. That's the closing before scene. Before the final. You pick up the episode. finale. His brothers make it. You go through all their back and forth. And finally, this really climactic yeah. forgiveness moment. It's, so a, it's, a tragi- beautiful. it's a tragedy. Tragedy, but it ends in a but beautiful it, so moment. Technically, yes. it's a, like in Greek. It was kind a of a comedy, comedy, actually. It's actually a comedy, it's actually it a comedy and it note. ends yeah. on a high yeah. note. Yeah. And it starts redemption. good, goes bad, yeah. ends good. So it's yeah. a classic comedy in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, is. In, so we. So just if you're if you are unfamiliar with all this, basically we just all Genesis. three of us. Took yeah. Genesis twenty three <laughs> and on. So yeah. the rest of the book of Genesis for three C. It's a little bit of a disjointed show because it begins in a very. Uh, a very sort of zany, dark place Odd. with the wise. Mine turns full comedy, <laughs> almost slapstick sitcom, and then Tad's goes dark prison full. cell. Okay, full. <laughs> that would be a fun Serious. show to make. All right, so we've all got a right Genesis there. scene in yeah. there, uh, or Genesis story. Uh, Caleb, what's your number two? Uh, my second one is Judges. It's a it's a cliche with Samson again, but it's a, a, a buddy of mine, Chance. And I were looking at this, and he put together what I think is a pretty good little mini series here. Um, and so I think the opening episode, or it, it's more than a trailer, but the opening episode is just all these uh, cutscenes of the wild parts of Samson's life. So you got these foxes running on fire, you got pillars falling down. There's this really, really dramatic scene of hair hitting the ground. Like um, big noise, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that, yeah. Uh, and so it, that, that's where it starts. But then I'll give you the episodes. Episode one is birth and, and kind of th- this uh, almost interview of his mother. And then you end with the lion fight. Episode two is wedding and gamble. Episode three, you, Samson finds out his wife is given away. And so it turns into fire foxes really quick. <laughs> And we're in the Philistines. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, Firefox. <laughs> uh, Philistines are burning. Episode four then is just called Irony because the Philistines then start burning Samson's stuff. Uh, episode five is Samson in jail. He's down real bad. He breaks out, chains, gets revenge, donkey bones in there. It's, it's kind of the like <laughs> main uh, episode. It's building of- to this. Then episode six, it's it's the Delilah. He's falling in love with Delilah, but it's a really, it's a feel. 
it's got a lot of feels to it. He's looking for meaning in life. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He's real postmodern on this. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to find his identity. Right. And then episode seven is just like, psych, she's a spy and now he's a slave. And so it's this just quick turn all of a sudden. Episode eight, he's humiliated. He finally turns to God for strength. Uh, all the pillars come down. And so it ends where you're going, I, I don't know who's good. Was this good? Was it bad? And so this is where, this is how I think the final episode, then then before the the credits, or maybe it's a post-credit scene, Ooh. it's just this hopeful, like a, a, a flower growing out of the rubble <laughs> of the of the fallen towers <laughs> with some hopeful music or the problem is just, everything that follows and judges after that gets worse. Yeah, it gets may, worse so bad. Even, yeah. Maybe it's just a scene for the next generation. <laughs> Yeah. That something something good has happened. So I thought about judges because I thought about maybe a 10-part series, but you know how some of those series will Highlight do like a different judge. Yeah, like one episode is because judges kind of right. goes it, that way. So like one judges. episode, you do the whole story of one person, the next episode, the whole story of the next person, the next um okay. So we got uh Samson. I'm surprised you haven't gone with uh the guy whose pigs got sent into the lake. That but, might be one of your answers hey, coming up. Come I'm on. surprised that isn't on there. The we farmer of the demonized pigs. <laughs> Surely there's 10 episodes there. Each one of his pigs has an Once episode. He an army afterwards because he's so bad. So um, uh, my second one is this, all right? I'm saving my best for last. Okay, my second one is this. Um, I want a, uh, it needs to be witty. It needs to be dry. And it needs to be almost, um, irreverent like one of those like uh imagine like a succession or one of those kinds of shows um but i want it to be uh capturing um this is in the new testament so we've we've mentioned these characters before in the peakton high school you've got both the herod yep. who is in charge of judea during jesus's uh fake trial arrest and crucifixion then you've got Pilate, and all the political mess that's behind all of that i want the like the the mini series of all of their invite. Now we're gonna have to do a lot of conjecture, obviously, mm -hmm. but I want the mini series taking those two characters. Imagine the flashbacks you can do because Herod's got a weird family line going up, going yeah. all the way up to Herod the Great, and Herod the Great. So his his uh, ancestor Herod the Great was technically on the wrong side of the battle between Julius Caesar and Pompey. He went with Pompey, but then Caesar won and Pompey lost. And so he groveled to Caesar, and that's how he got power. He ended up going back, and he was so politically smart. So you do all this backstory. Maybe he's um, old as he's growing up, and he's learning these lessons. Then you got Pilate. He didn't want to be there. Like, this is not the post he wants to be at, but he's trying to make a name for himself. He's a ruthless person. What we know historically from Pilate is, like, he was brutal to the people right. he ruled because he just didn't want to he didn't really want to be there like he didn't care he got the short end um, of the stick job yeah he, he he doesn't want to be in that part of the roman empire he's trying to make a name to get anywhere else because this is this is not an important place to the romans i want those two men their families like the what they're doing and it has to be has to be like witty but dry yeah. and then evil like you know some of those mini series it's yeah, like these characters like, house of cards all, kinda, yeah, like right. these characters are all bad they're all evil yet we love we watch that show like we go back to that show again and again i think you got a lot there um you, you have a ton uh, it's it's all it's a lot of speculation totally it's a ton of speculation yeah, totally. but, but, those, but like, historically historical we can know fiction though is really fun yeah, yeah exactly yeah. historically you have all these things that go off which yeah. i think actually makes it <laughs> Really interesting. You got a ton mm -hmm. of flashback material here. 
So I like that. Do a lot. I like it's that answer fun. a lot, actually. <clears throat> I actually think it'd be cool if you could kind of shadow them and show them how they're the same character to some exactly, extent. Exactly, yeah. You're yeah. working to say these yeah. are the same. They come, oh, the oh, oh and, and it does come to the crucifixion of yeah. Jesus a little bit. That's yeah. your final episode is you see they're two different guys, but they're moving forward into one, and you see them go back Shall and forth Shall we write there. the screenplay that's, for this? That's, that's, that's pretty good, good right here. I like that. I might have a clean sweep except for my sitcom. <laughs> yeah, your sitcom one was dumb. Dad, um, your second? <sighs> it feels like a cliche answer, but it is it is meant it is meant to be made into a thing. It almost reads like a Greek uh like tragedy. Tragedy. Actually, this one's also a comedy. It, it's actually it's very much a comedy. It's it's full of irony and just ridiculousness, but the story of Esther. Yeah. Uh, belongs on the screen. It's so good. It's I a telenovela. Love that story. I love that story. I think it's one of the most creatively written. Do, but do, here's the question: <clears throat> Do you do it like? Do you do it over the top? Do you do it like a? You know, like sometimes those movies are the, almost cartoonish in how they do it, but it's still serious. But it's over the top. Or right. do you try to do it? You know, with dark lighting the, uh, and like a real drama. I think I'm drawn to just doing it like as a timepiece, and it's it's try to get as authentic as possible. Persian Empire. You and you just follow the script. Because it, like I said, it's it's almost written in the style of a Greek play, but if you wanted to get creative with it, you could make it like a modern day, right. maybe maybe place the story modern. But you start with Xerxes and Vashti and the crazy party. She denies him. Yeah. He does. You make it funny. If the next episode starts and it's Xerxes walking around Akon singing "Lonely" because <laughs> uh, he regrets his life decisions there. If you set this in like a medieval period, <laughs> so take the exact plot, set it in a medieval period with some king. That could work. You know, there's a lot of those shows that are, you know, they're, yeah. they're about, you know, uh, princes and right. people that right. come to rescue. Like, set it in that and not tip the audience off that it's from the Bible, but tell the plot. You basically just rip you the plot. You could do that. Oh, and then at the very end, reference a verse. And I mean, it's the, be like, wait, that was Esther her, the whole I, time? If I perish, I perish is the line. Like that all leading up to yeah, her deciding to go in there. Flashback stuff. The flashbacks in there. Uh, the how they and, got into exile. The, the Haman and Mordecai conflict is so compelling. And that's where like the comedy comes in because everything Haman does, where he, he is just this vermin of the earth kind of evil person. Who plays him. And then everything falls back on him. Um, I got Jeremy ben, Piven. I got the- uh, Jeremy Piven plays him. Kind of a weaselly guy. I'd get Ben Ben Kingsley, this guy. <laughs> who is? I think ben he just kind of looks like he could play a villain really good. Oh, like Professor X. He's is that who that is? <laughs> who is that? Yeah. Wow. That is. I, I not think he. Could, I think he plays a good. A good. Uh, That's a good choice. Good Heyman. It's a good choice. It's a good story. You can do a million things with it, but yeah. if you just went start to finish, I think it, it you works. Don't, you don't have to get creative with the script. No. It's so yeah, either way. It's so Already perfect. Won. It, it it lends itself to these like kind of. Uh, it, it it gives you cliffhangers throughout the entire story of oh what's gonna happen oh what's gonna happen it, it's it's perfect for a miniseries okay all right Kayla number three here's my third and, and I think you could go with this uh, a, a million different ways um, but in Matthew five uh, or sorry in Matthew you get the lineage of Jesus and there are five women within the lineage you have Rahab Tamar Ruth Uriah's wife Bathsheba and Mary. And so it is a mini series that's just similar to how we were talking about Herod and Pilate and kind of morphing into one. Show, into this one yeah, scene. showing yeah. that they have different stories, but similar stories. You show just each one of the stories of these women 
and and how it all ends up That's leading good. to the birth of the, Christ. The Rahab episode would be really cool. Yeah, and so you you it, within it you get to have different types. You have I, I don't think the Rahab one is funny at all. It is straight drama. It's almost a suspense mm-hmm. and, and um, <clears throat> war battles coming. Yeah, a- absolutely and. I don't know what you do with Tamar's story, <laughs> so I won't even answer. Be a hard one to portray. Maybe maybe none of <laughs> these could be. audience on that. All one. of these got to be draw, dramas a little bit because even Ruth's story is tough. Um, Ruth's also. A great but story. I I, I don't Ruth's know. Those five women listed in the in the genealogy to mm. to Jesus make a mini series. I don't know how you do it exactly, but it's right there. So here's what, you know, what I like about this episode at this point, and uh, maybe nobody else will like this, but what I like about this is the Bible actually, you know, this is ultimately a a podcast about the Bible. The Bible actually is filled with some really amazing stories. stories. I think when they get made, they either get made cheaply and poorly, Mm -hmm. and they don't really want to go there. Because some of the the Bible goes there. there. Like the Bible goes there to the real hard stuff alive. And it's almost like they're made by people that are too afraid to go there, or they're going to, they're too, they're too censored, I guess, to go there. Um, or they don't get made at all because it's the Bible and that nobody wants to see nobody that. To and touch these that. are such good stories. Right. Um, that's maybe why I'm channeling all of mine to mm-hmm. a different setting, and then you fool them at the end. Yeah. Um, to try and trick them into yeah, yeah, learning. Last last one, I'm curious. Uh, yeah. I think I have a guess you know what your last one, one is. I already gave this away in another episode before. But uh, mine, you set this in a Western, okay? A straight Western. This is Yellowstone. It, it, yeah, pick, pick a, click, pick a, and you do classic Western everything. Everything's up. Um, you know, the Western uh, music, like everything about a Western, d- channel it, okay? Mm-hmm. 310 to you, pick your favorite Western, okay? This, the Western. first few chapters of Second uh, Samuel, okay? Um, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Here's what's going on. Uh, the previous king of Israel's name was Saul. He had the weird crash and burn at the end with the witch of Endor, and then he's, he dies, and now there's a battle. There's gonna be a bit of a fight for his throne, and David's going to come out victorious. Here's how the, the miniseries begins. Um, it starts, that's just your context. It starts with David out in a dusty field, and a rider comes up and tells him the king has died. That's how you begin. Because hmm. David freaks out. Like, David basically has that dude killed for having the audacity to be there when he dies and deliver the report. And you, how could you do that? The ultimate kill the messenger yeah, yeah, moment. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's, it's in, in, in right away. You're like, okay, David, this uh, is a lot. This guy's intense. Um, that's the opener. Now I'm going to come back to this in a minute. Cause I got to close with David on a dusty scene. Cause later Saul's son, his name is Ishbosheth. Saul's son, who is the one also maybe going to get the throne. Um, it's David versus this guy, Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth later gets assassinated. They come and report it to David, and again he freaks out, but this time it's his direct enemy, and has that guy killed. Both the, the series begins and ends with David in, in the, on a dusty field with a messenger approaching. You, you shoot it the exact same way, and you start there, but you, you build there. Here's what happens in the build. In between there, um, you've got uh, this battle like I'm talking about. Two armies essentially represent these two leaders, David and Ishbosheth. You have some amazing battle scenes including like a direct um, gladiator kind of scene where you have Abner and Joab and some of their core uh, soldiers. They actually go down and fight hand-to-hand as a, let's see who wins this. If our guys win, your guys win. And they all stab each other at the same time. It's like a, they all fight to the death. And so 
on the retreat, this is, I used this in the, uh, I used Abner in the Who You Got in a Fight episode. As they're leaving, one of them chases Abner down. Abner knows he's on the losing side. He knows this is not going to go well, but he's telling this guy, tell him to back off, tell him to back off, tell me don't want none of this. Abner kills him, but that's Joab's brother. So Joab harbors this grudge throughout. David finally comes and in, he ends up getting the power, um, but Abner changes sides over a woman. He ends up changing sides over a woman. He wants the he, he wants this particular woman. Ishbosheth won't give it to him. So now Abner's mad at Ishbosheth. He turns on Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth gets assassinated. Abner now is on David's side, but Joab is like, that mm -hmm. dude killed my brother. David's like, no, this is my boy. And as he walks out, Joab goes out and kills him. And then it gets reported to David. Now David's got his favorite general and his new favorite general, and they just killed each other. And all of that you could depict in amazing yeah, ways. And then Ishbosheth gets assassinated. <laughs> Here comes the uh, the messer to say it, and you and you, but you don't show David's reaction. You just show the guy walking up mm. in the dusty field, and you know, I bet David has the same reaction. You're back to where you started in the miniseries. You do six episodes, eight episodes. Some of those battle scenes even would be unbelievable. Put it Pretty in good. a western. Put it in a western. They're draw. They're using. They're doing the draw. Oh, walk ten paces and draw. Sick. You know what I'm saying? So Abner and Esahel are doing that. And then Joe, Joab chases Abner and says, now, kind of like Doc Holliday yeah, kind of yeah. style. And he takes him out. And Dave, that's it. That's great. That's, that's good. gold. That's, I got two. That's a good answer. I think I got two. You could have some fun flashbacks to Saul's oh, yeah. life. Yeah, think about all the flashbacks you can the, do. The, the trailer is the arrows between Jonathan and David going up, like these messages, like being yeah, sent Yeah, all up. that stuff. It's all there and on it, a tee. All right. All right, give us a recap. What do we have? Uh, Dad's got one more, don't you? I got one more. Oh, you got another one. Yeah, I got one more. Come on. I'm kind of torn. I love your indecision. I, I well, I had Jacob's life, and we started with that with Caleb, and I don't, I, and then you kind of jumped in a little bit afterwards, but it with would my be, zany. Sitcom. Mine's a little more. It, it's a, maybe a prequel to yours, though. It's specifically just Samuel's life. Uh, Samuel, kind of starting like you, you, you open up with Hannah, and she's. Um, She's barren without child. She prays. So this is first Samuel, the finally, beginning yeah, of first Samuel. Finally yeah. has this this son, but she had promised his life. I think you can get really compelling with that story. But then him kind of this coming of age, uh, he he knows that he's gonna end up being the the priest of of Israel. Um, and maybe kind of leading up to him selecting David and kind of handing over the torch of uh we've not been a people with kings, but I'll, all right, Israel I'll give you a king. Um, with Samuel, you get you get major figures. Like yeah. you get some major interaction with some major figures. Right. In the so Old he's kind of the, the the prequel character to a lot of those. Uh, so Samuel and, and Eli. Yeah, you know, that it's obviously a drama. Not it'd be, a lot it'd of, be more of a drama. I, I went all dramas in my answers. It's not a quirky comedy. No, it's not quirky. New Girl style or anything like that. No. Yeah. So yeah. So my okay. answer is uh, Esther, <laughs> Esther, Joseph, and Samuel. All right, Esther, Joseph, Samuel. You had Jacob, Leah, Rachel, uh, Samson, and the five women in the lineage of Jesus. I'd like that one. Actually. I like that answer. Uh, I had uh, the sitcom of the twelve, the twelve brothers. <laughs> Which I still like. Biblical Brady Bunch. I think you can make that work, <laughs> all right? Um, then I had the succession-type Herod and Pilate. I want all that. There's a lot yeah. there. Then I had the beginning of Second Samuel as a Western. See, I don't like it as a Western. As well. I How do you picture it as a Western? I think, I think it's, it's amazing so as a Western. Western. I think okay, let's awesome. drop it in a mobster 
like a Boston that's bank cool. robber mobster scene. That works too, though. That works. Like that that works. It works yeah. in any genre. You can put it in knights in a medieval period. Golly. It works as it is as it is on the page. I, it works. I think if if I'm being, I think you've got two on the podium. Well, I'm I think certain you've got I've got that. two. What are his two? I'm going to fight for the, the sitcom, David. You're not getting sick of him, but David pilot Herod, David, and then the pilot Herod Daniel because that one said no at me. That one's like just it's it's off the page enough where you can have some fun and yet connect it to some biblical narrative. It's off the I page, but it, you could get a lot of you can get a lot of good historical stuff. That you could really do something with. I think you got I think you got two on the podium there, and then I think I think Esther just by nature of it's it's already written. It's so good, it's got to make the podium probably silver. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Caleb, what are you going to fight for? I, I mean, I, I think the five women in Matthew. To me, to me the, this is why sure, the five women is pretty good. Actually. To me, the, sure I love that are. answer, but here's why I think it doesn't work: is the question was what is best suited for a Netflix miniseries? All of those are movies. All of those can be standalone series they, themselves. You're right; they could be, just like you said, they can be standalone series. But they're also I wonder, miniseries. There's, got a, there's probably a way to do it. Let's get Daniel's take. Daniel seems like he. He seems like he's in on this genealogy of Jesus. Uh, or is it Give Esther? Give or is it Jacob, Leah, and Rachel? <laughs> I'll take that high praise. <laughs> best and worst. <laughs> You want but to track a character? It's similar to the pilot Herod one. They're all tracking let's towards do, the birth this. of Jesus. No, you got character development in that one. Yeah, mine, mine you could make, we could write this tonight. We could go out right now and write a, a screenplay for this. I've got a podium here. One of these. I don't know, because here's why. Jacob, Leah, and Rachel is on there? I, I want to know from Tad. Answer. I want to know from Tad. What is the opening scene of the Esther? And what is your opening scene? And I will rule based on your best opening Ooh. scene. Dad, you go first. With Daniels. Then I have a question. I want to hear the question first. All right. All right, I'm going off the cuff here? Yeah, oh yeah. Just opening scene. You open up. You are in the, almost like the slums of uh, the, the capital city of Persia. You're in Susa. Is the camera down or is it up high? Panoramic? Cameras, cameras start almost on the ground. Okay. And it pans up. And you're seeing a family um, uh, basically give up their child, almost like baby on a doorstep. And it's it's baby Esther or young Esther. She's a small she's a small so child at this point. She's an orphan at this point in the story, and she is basically being ushered into Mordecai's household. So it's like dark. It's, it's maybe very rain. dark, and it, yet it pans up and in totally stark contrast to just the bottom the of the palace. barrel. You see lights flashing at the palace, and it is this opulent, crazy, out-of-this-world party, completely opposite, like, just a dichotomy between these two scenes, and you enter into the crazy, the crazy, just extravagant party of, of Xerxes. I, I shouldn't have done it this way, because Tad's career is literally writing. He's literally <laughs> writing. <laughs> writer. All right, so let me take a stab at it. All right, Caleb. <laughs> this is the story of Jacob. The opening scene of the first episode is a man running. And he's, he's, I'm never, picturing, that never doesn't work. I'm no. always good. I'm picturing Moab. It's kind of similar to this like dusty desert. He's running, but he's running with a limp. And you can see hmm. it's paining him. And so with each step that he takes, it begins, so frenetic. It, it, it begins yeah. to hurt a little more. But as you can see him like feeling the pain, you start having these 
flashbacks, not to his life, but the first flashback is a burning quick? bush. Are they quick? It's quick. And so you see this mm. burning bush. Wow. Then you see an- he's running, it's hurting. You see another flashback, and it's actually a, a, a son looking up with a dagger staring down mm. at him. But and these are all quick. These are all quick. And it's the flashbacks of all these times that God has provided for Jacob's fathers and the people before him. And then it's a longer flashback to his intense kind of situation wrestle with the Lord. You don't get all of it, but you get a, a longer glimpse of it. Stronger than I thought you were going to come That's with that. That's very strong. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Who plays Jacob? Ooh. Who would you have play Jacob? It's got to be someone that's a little bit. Uh, I had I, I don't I had picture Vigo Mortensen as Sam, as your Samson. Um, yeah, kind of that like the long haired Vigo Morganson. Right. It needs to be somebody who's not like Vigo's a little too manly or or, or that's my Samson. Yeah. Yeah. Too strong. Edward Norton. That's not a bad. Not a bad pick. <laughs> Daniel coming strong with Edward not a Norton. Bad pick. All right, rule. That's got to be podium. That was. That was a stronger answer than God. Daniel? I think that by virtue of the fact that it surprised me, Caleb's answer. I'm, I'm offended by that. It surprised me. But, man, that was pretty good. I expect that kind of writing to come out of Tad. What kind that of writing do you really, expect from me? Uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put Caleb on there as a bronze. Let's go. <laughs> But that's a tough one. Daniel, what was your question? You're going to give yourself silver and gold. Yeah. Darn right I am. My answers are awesome. Your David answer is pretty good. <laughs> David's really good. Actually, it's, good. Not, it's not pretty good. It's really good. Question, you have to pick which one you answer. Who directs it or Ooh, who directs? what's the name of the series? Ooh. Yeah, what's uh, the name of your series? I, I would rather do director. I I have like uh, the the first Samuel one. I have like Inarutu doing that one, like a Revenant style, like a very big panoramic but then get right down into the the like the still shots that are following um that's that's how i would picture that um but like then it's kind of that western vibe or i'd go with whoever directed tombstone <laughs> which is a um, all-time top five movie <laughs> who did the departed uh who did do the departed scorsese scorsese scorsese, scorsese would be a great pick for if, if mine's in a mobster, it's Scorsese. If it's mobster, yeah. yeah, if it's Scorsese. mobster. I want, I want to know the name for your Herod pilot one. That's a good question. I don't, what, what's, your, what's your David one, though, first? Kill the messenger? The it's messenger? Not, it starts with the messenger. It does start with the but messenger. But it doesn't give it away. That's pretty good. It does. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Man, the messenger's not bad for that because it, you wouldn't know what it was. You'd be really intrigued by it. It wouldn't give away that it's David. Yeah, and then I think whenever you, you come back in with that kind of a... Book ending it with the same opening scene. I love when movies do that. I but it doesn't that. do it. It just shows the messenger coming yeah. up. The messenger. That's it. That's messenger. the name for that. That's good. Uh, for your... Good. Let's write these. That, Dude, you're a writer. Let's this. write write, these. write this. That could be good. <laughs> your, your pilot Herod one, what's a, what, what's a title for someone who's not a king, not a judge? Like a steward. Yeah. Or two, uh, two stewards or... Vice. Or something like that. Two viceroys. Two... <laughs> The two viceroy. What is this? Star Wars? I don't know. An episode of Star Wars? <laughs> no king but Caesar. I'm trying to pick lines out. That's not that, bad. That good. Just yeah. There's, there's no, no king, king no king but Caesar because neither of them are the, the New kings. Testament, but you don't connect yeah. it until the very and neither, end. Both of them. Both of them are under ooh, the thumb ooh. of Caesar. The the miniseries ends with you don't ever see Jesus. You just hear Pilate's going to turn and go out, and you hear no king but Caesar, 
And the whole time you're wondering, why is it called this? And that's and what you hear at that, the end. Because there's also Caesar's yeah. over all this. He's right? over all of them, and they both kind of have we to need to deal write with them. this. Yeah. All right. We have ruled. We have our answers. Thank you, as always. Uh, a little more, uh, a little more intense episode of the Lower Room like Discourse. Uh, keep sending in your ideas, and thanks for listening. We hope that was fun and interesting, and not blasphemous. If it was all of those things, then share it with a friend and follow us on Instagram at the Lower Room Discourse. See you next time.